If you're ready to build a business that brings you more wealth, gives you more time, and leaves you with more happiness, then this podcast is for you. Dan Olson has helped thousands of people find business success through the best franchising opportunities. If you're looking for insider business tips and advice from a franchise and business expert, then we have exactly what you need on Built for Scale with Dan Olson. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Franchise Your Success with the one and only Dan Olsen, our coach Dan. How yeah, are you doing? it's a good thing. I'm only one and only. There's only one of me and there's <laughs> only one of you, and that's. I guess that's a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing to have such an amazing coach for sure, which is you, especially with all your expertise into not only franchises, but also sports. And that's the topic that we're going to be talking about. Oh, yay. I love sports. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I believe that you told us that you were... Um, into track back in the days um, when you were in high school. Can you tell us just a little bit about it? Oh, well, every time I get a chance to talk about a little bit of sports, that's awesome. Back in those old days, living those, living the dream back then. In fact, we were just talking a little bit about skiing. They never let us go skiing because I was in sports in junior high, on the junior high teams and in the high school teams and then in the college athletics. Beautiful skiing around here, but none of the coaches in any of those levels that let us go skiing. Oh. So we had to focus because of the potential injury. So right. I never did learn to do that, but oh. it was worth it. But I spent uh, most of my sports were more, more football, uh, but I didn't play football my senior, uh, but I played a lot of basketball. I love basketball. And that was something I played, still play. A matter of fact, at my age, I still play <laughs> whenever I get a chance. And then in a track and field was really the big thing. I love track and field because not only can it be a, an individual thing where you can get personal bests and you can increase and improve your performance from time to time, and you can actually track it and see what you're doing, literally track it on the track, <laughs> but you can, it's all tracked, but then you're part of the, the whole team too. So that's kind of where I've been focused on lately and had the great honor to actually coach a high school track and field team focusing on the sprinters and the hurdlers. And, and that's been a fun thing to, to see their stories and see how they've succeeded and, and actually have some state champions in the four years I've done that oh, here, wow. here in Utah. I also did it in Arizona. And it was just uh, wonderful to see the progress of those athletes and the excitement that they had when they <laughs> succeeded and had a little victory of that personal best and just to the roof, excitement. In fact, Marjorie, you've had that. You're, you're track and field too. And we yes, talked about that, how you, uh, how it feels to run across the finish line and lean into the the tape and break that tape being number one in the records Such that you've set. For sure. And that's, that's an awesome feeling, <laughs> whatever it could be, even if you're putting two points, uh, shooting a basket and then swish, it's just a wonderful feeling to to have that little victory or you're catching a pass in the football or you're scoring a goal in hockey or whatever it is, just the feeling that comes is just the victory is awesome, but it also teaches a lot of wonderful principles when we succeed in those sports. That's for sure. And it's amazing how I feel like those uh, skills that you learn when playing sports can also be translated into franchising. And that's one of the things that we want to talk about because I, I know that there's quite a bit of athletes out there that they are looking into some of the possibilities that they could have in, for their retirement. And most of the times they get stuck into, well, I don't want to be a coach, but what else could I do? And that's when a franchise, I believe it's a, an amazing opportunity because you already have the skills that you've been learning in sports. So one of the 
things that I've noticed in franchises is that you truly need to have a really good work ethic. And I feel like that's one of the skills that you would learn when you are in sports. So for example, how did you learn that when you were back in track? Oh, that, that's an interesting story because I wasn't always confident. And when I was growing up, you know, I remember it was kind of sensitive to me actually. And it's, it feels good uh, to tell the story because I'm so grateful to my first mentor. And that was my dad. And he was a principal of a elementary school. So he was big into education and my sisters were smart and my brother was smart and and all my siblings, well, my, my cousins and everybody, they were they ended up becoming professors at universities. And they were always telling me, yeah, you got to get good grades and you got to do all this and follow what the what they're saying. But, you know, I wasn't good at following the system, the education system for some reason. So I didn't get good grades. And so I felt kind of like, Maybe I wasn't as smart as other people. So it caused me to, you know, be shy and have a lack of confidence that I couldn't do things the way I, I, I needed to do them in life. And so I think it probably worried my parents a little bit because they were always good, positive people encouraging me. I had a wonderful childhood that way. But it wasn't until my dad kept after me, you know, he put me in baseball, Little League Baseball, and he put me in these other sports. And I did okay, and, but I, I just wasn't focused on the sports at all until the summer of eighth grade and my dad said hey i just signed you up for this track meet and uh we're going to go over to this high school and and we're going to compete against other kids your age and we're going to see how you do and i said oh, i just so i want to stay here and play <laughs> he said no you need to come and do this track meet thing so i did and i got in the 100 100 meter dash back then it was 100 yard dash <laughs> so oh. back 100 <laughs> yards and I didn't know how to get in the blocks. I didn't know how to do anything. I had no coach, but I just, my dad encouraged me. But so I watched how they did it and boom, the gun goes off and I run down the track the straightaway and I maybe got fifth or sixth or whatever. So no big deal. And so it didn't build my confidence much then. And then I got in the 220 yard dash, which is of course now called the 200 meter dash. And so I knew a little bit more now what was going on watching the other people. And I got in the blocks, the gun goes off. I come around the corner of the track and I'm starting to gain. And I start coming down, hitting the straightaway, and I'm passing people. And then I pass people on the straightaway, and I come down that track, and there's the finish line, and I, I cross the finish line in first place. And I'm thinking, where did this come from? <laughs> and so my dad recognized that in me, encouraged me to, to do that. And so I, I got something. So then I ended up being able to get on the football team that, that fall in the ninth grade, and ended up being like, probably the fastest guy on the team. And so I had some talent to run out and catch the passes. I, I'd learned how to do that. And then uh, I made the basketball team. And then after the ninth grade, and just then I got on the track team. And then one thing right after the other. And then I got in high school and just kept going on and on. And then I went to college and excelled in the sports there too. And it's just like, wow. When I look back at this, it really built my confidence and it really allowed me to do things. I didn't still didn't do that well in school, but still I did great in the, the, the thing that I excelled in, and I worked hard. It taught me to work hard. It taught me that work principle that I used later in my success in business. Now, I'm going to give you one little quick thing here, Margie, that I think helped me succeed in everything I've done in the business, and I learned it from sports. And that's my, my one little sheet of paper that I have. It's called my plan and record, plan and record. It's every week I look at my week, and I plan in the, now I plan in five different areas of my life. But back then it was track. 
I was going <laughs> to track because the previous year I'd fallen over the last hurdle and I, in the state track meet, I was in first place and I fell down, wasn't able to win the race. But the second year I actually came back and won the, the state championship and set a record and all this kind of stuff. But oh, wow. it was That's because amazing. I had this one little tool and it can be as simple as a sheet of paper that you look at. And I think it's important to write. In the digital world, we're used to putting everything on our phone and everything. I think it's important still to take the time to write things out. That mechanics of actually writing things out with our hand that stimulates the brain to take action on it. At least that does for me, and I've seen it do it a lot of other people. But my little plan and record thing that I learned from track is I looked at the, the schedule of the meets that were going to be all uh, season long, and I put the name of the meet, the time that I was going to hit as my goal during that meet, and then my actual time. So I would plan the time I was going to hit, that allowed me to work toward that and do the workouts I needed during the week to hit that time. And then I would record my time. So I'd plan, record, plan, record every week. And that's what allowed me to set state records, set other records, and allowed me to, uh, to excel in that particular area. Is that one little tool, plan and record. And I still use that in business today. And I now I've expanded into five different areas, actually six different areas. Oh, what are those areas? So... The areas are, is I have essential. This is what I'm going to do during the week that have to get done. So I have my essential category. And one of the, and, and, and everything that's on my essential category is that I'm looking at my goals and studying those goals and analyzing the, those goals at least six times per week. And then I just mark off, did I do it? How many times I did it? Sometimes I'll do it five. Sometimes I'll do it eight. And, but I mark that off. Plan, record. So the area of essential uh, it might be a family thing that I got to make sure I do this, that I'm looking at that every morning and making sure I'm doing that. Then I, then I look at my physical health areas. So what am I eating? Am I gonna, my planning, am I going to eat so many times a week this way, you know, and I'll give myself a cheat day where I can, <laughs> I can go out and put a ribeye steak on the grill or something <laughs> like that, <laughs> or I can go eat some awesome Peruvian food with you <laughs> sometime <we> go. <laughs> and, and have some of your amazing recipes that I'm excited for. <laughs> so anyway, I, uh, you know, and, and then the physical fitness and what I'm doing for my workouts, I plan it and I record it, what I actually did. And then same thing on the spiritual side. Am I helping other people? And that's important to me to be able to serve people, support them. Uh, am I pondering? Am I thinking uh, in tune with that spiritual message and inspiration that I count on so heavily to inspire me to take the next step? Then I look at the intellectual. What am I doing to stimulate my brain? brain? Uh, maybe I'm listening to podcasts, but most of the time it's reading solid, good books. And I read between 60 to 70 books per year. Actual books, not articles on the internet or whatever. These are hard-bound books or soft-bound books that I mark up. So I have thousands of those in my library that I'm pretty proud of. Then I look at my financial area. What is what's going on with that? And what I'm going to be doing in my career for to advance my career and my businesses during that week. I plan it and record it. So, like for example, doing these podcasts is something I check off during the week. I'm mm -hmm. planning so many podcasts. I want to get done so many during the week because I want to be able to help people. I want to teach people. Mm -hmm. And that brings back a lot of satisfaction. So I think I covered covered all, all those areas. But planning and recording, one simple tool makes a huge difference in how I'm motivated for the week. And it's a checklist and things that I learned to do in sports. That's for sure. And, and it's amazing that I feel like just uh, the fact that you've been playing into sports and also coaching them, you are so organized and detail-oriented, which is super great a skill to have when you're having your own business because you also get to track 
your profits, how much is coming out and in of the of the company, and all the different expenses that are com- uh, coming in. So I feel like that's an amazing skill that we definitely learn from sports. And from what I'm hearing is that it also allowed you to be a people person. And I feel like being a team player, it's key on being great in business and also great in sports. Uh, do you have any experiences on how being a team player back in your track days helped you be a really good franchiser? Well, yeah, you know, you just, you, you brought it up. You got to be a detailed person. I mean, even though I'm not that much of a detailed person, and, but I hire out a lot of people to be a detailed <laughs> person, but, but I still have to pay attention to the detail and what they're doing. So there's always those little details in our life that make up the difference. And I'll give you a good example. If, is this, this sweet young lady, I had a chance to coach uh, in track and field at a high school. So I'm, I'm a, I volunteer as a high school track and field coach and, and I work mostly with this, the hurdlers and sprinters. And this little la- lady uh, as a junior, every time as a freshman, as a sophomore, she would come up to me and she would just come in and, okay, coach, I'm ready. She's very teachable. So fran- good franchisees are very teachable. They're ready to hear the coach, that support from the franchisor, because they're good at it. They've already succeeded. They know what they're doing. So why wouldn't you listen to them? So in this particular time, she'd always come up and she'd be ready for my instruction for the day and what we were going to do. And she tried her best to carry that out. So this junior year, she was like uh, maybe in the top five or six of the state in the 100 meter hurdles for women. And she was doing awesome. She was doing things, and, and but she was missing a few things. And I couldn't quite work out what that detail was. I was trying to think of what what's she missing here? She should be number one in the state with her abilities. And we, I couldn't quite figure it out until the last two, it, she kept progressing. She got up to be like fourth, like fourth best time in the state by the time two weeks before state track meet happens. And so as we started looking at the detail, I actually filmed there with my camera. And so finally I filmed her and I looked at some little techniques and I says, okay, here it is. It just came to me. I was inspired. I felt this is what it is. This is what we've got to work on. You got two weeks to do it. And this is what you got everything else down. We're going to work on this one little detail. And that was that she, her lead leg going over the hurdle was not straight enough. It was bent too much. Therefore she wasn't able to get down on the hurdles and quick and get down over it quicker. So we just worked on that over and over and over the last two weeks. So we got to the state meet, the state track meet. So she qualifies to get into the finals. So she's in the finals, but she didn't have the best time, but she was still in the finals. And so we worked on that again between the trial heats and the final heats. We had another day or two to work on this, snapping down to get that over that hurdle quickly. And she got it down quite well. And so she gets lined up in the in the final finals and Boom, the guns goes off and this girl who was the number one in the state, she was going over the hurdles and she was ahead of the whole way. She was ahead of the whole way over 10 hurdles. So she got to the 10th and final hur- hurdle and my athlete, <laughs> she was a little bit behind. She gained a little bit over the race. She was still a little bit behind going over that, that last hurdle, but she was able to s- finally snap it down quickly, get over the hurdle and sprint to the, to the finish line. And you know how this feels, Marjorie. <laughs> You've done it in the sprints. You sprint to that finish line and lean at the tape, and she won the state championship by one one hundredth of a second, which is about three inches. Oh, wow. She won by that lean, and because she had paid that attention to the detail. That's what we learn in sports, is paying attention to the detail. It may be the way that the basketball is coming off our finger, shooting the ball. It may be whatever it is to that detail. Maybe our foot positioning, whatever it is. There are all those little details that add up 
to make a difference. And in her her situation, she won because she paid attention to those details. And that, to her coach. And, well, her coach, but <laughs> but she worked hard to get there. And she and I got to applaud the work that she put in to make that detail work. And that's what happens when you get into a franchise situation is you pay attention to your coach. And if you learn that in athletics, you can learn it in the franchise situation. In fact, it's a better situation. I talk to people all the time looking at to, to acquire a franchise. And almost most of them have done sports. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk to a lot of professionals too in sports, hockey players, professional oh, hockey wow. players and football players, and because they're looking for that next thing too. I think we're going to talk about that, aren't we? Or- yeah. So uh, I feel like most athletes, they uh, when they try to retire, they're trying to look for a more sustainable way that they can still receive the financial income that they were getting before in sports, but in a way that allows them to have the freedom to not have to be on every single practice, but to actually spend time with their families now that they are retiring. And I feel like franchises is such a great tool for them to do so. And from what I'm hearing, just the fact that you pay attention to your coach, because in the end, just like in a franchise, your coach, as well as the franchisor, they already have a system. And if you follow that, you can be successful. And that's amazing that we have that support from you as our coach. So, and also from what I'm hearing is that um, work ethic and being willing to just do whatever it takes to achieve your final goal. In this case, your athlete, she was just working super extra hard every single practice so she would actually achieve the final goal, which was to become a champion in the state. And it's the same with uh, franchises, I believe. Because the more you work towards all of those tiny little details to make your brand matter the most, that's how you can truly change not only how your brand looks to the people, but also the feeling that they would get every time that they partake of your product. So, yeah, you're exactly right, Marjorie. You know, I just the other day I was talking to a professional hockey player, and uh, he's saying, you know, I've only got maybe another couple years, and I'm just trying to figure out what to do. I've got a little bit of investment in real estate over here or whatever, but. What else to do? And so we went through the franchise process and we found a couple of ideas for him and his family so that he can get started now and have it run more semi-absentee home because while he's on the road playing hockey, he doesn't have time to, to, you know, to work things. So he has to have a manager run it. But the ideal thing for a lot of the hockey players or basketball players or football players in professional sports or whatever professional sports is the master franchise. They've never seen that. They don't get that. It's the best kept secret in business today <laughs> because you can run it out of your home, small office. You can run it from the road in between your games or whatever you're doing as an athlete. And it's mostly interviewing potential franchisees that you want on your team. So basically now as a master franchisee, you're becoming the coach. Hmm. You get to be the coach of your That's own team. Cool. And having that experience in working hard, working through the details, and, and the franchisor will teach you how to be that coach with their system. You just bring the experience you've already had to the table. They teach you how to run their particular business. And then you help coach those people along the way to join your team. And you end up with 10, 20, whatever the number is of franchisees on your team. And as they open their locations, you're getting that residual income coming in. And it's perfect. I think the master franchises are perfect for a lot of those professional athletes. Now we see a lot of very famous names out there over the many years that have owned franchises, but not necessarily master. They're opening 10 locations at a time of a pizza place or, or, a, or a Chick-fil-A or you, you name it. They're opening a lot of the big, bigger brand names. 
Mm -hmm. uh, but they're smart about it because they have someone that can come in and run it for them and have it more semi-absentee or even absentee owned where they can have a really good return on investment. But a, I believe a smart professional athlete would allocate some of their investment capital to when they're out of the picture that they have that stream of income coming in for them. And franchising is one of the best ways to do that because what are you doing as an athlete? You're following a system. Your coach is telling you to do this. You're following the game plan. You're used to, you're, you're, here's the game plan. The coach is going to sit down with them. Okay, here's our football game. Here's the plan. We're going to do this, 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 and this. You're following the game plan. And if you're successful at following that plan, you have victory. And if you're not, then you tweak it a little bit for the next week. But they're used to following a game plan. It's a perfect situation for them because you follow the plan and the system and you have the end result, which in business is a little bit different because with a franchise, you have a high success rate, a 90% plus success rate. If you as an athlete, if you knew you could win 90% of your games every year, day in, day in, day out, that would be an awesome feeling. That doesn't always happen for athletes. You, mm -hmm. you don't win 90% of your games, but you can in the business world mm -hmm. if you follow what you've been taught in the athletic world. And on top of that, I also feel like, and just like in sports, how you have a support system, which is uh, your coach and your teammates. So you can like tweak those tiny little things that you are not doing when you're performing on your sports. The same thing happens on franchises. You also get the franchisor helping you through the process. And even if you didn't know the game plan for starters, he's going to teach you how to do it. And if there's a part that you didn't understand, you can always go back and ask him. So that's amazing. And um, and just the fact that uh, an athlete can truly own a master franchise, I, I feel like that's amazing. Because imagine if you were an athlete and you were to bring all your team buddies as your franchisees and you being the master franchisor, then you already have your team set. Yes, you absolutely <laughs> do. You're right on, Marjorie. You get it. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, so for all of you guys, athletes that are looking at a new and super awesome way to retire, I would definitely check the advice of her one super awesome coach in franchises, Dan Olson. So check the franchises. And if you need any help, we always have the consultations with Dan and his amazing team. So thank you so much. Thank everyone. you, Marjorie. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.